Welcome to another edition of Politics Done Right. Today, I'm honored to have our star of the day, Foods Not Bombs, Nick Cooper. You know, these guys uh, had their, their session with the cops, well, actually with the judiciary system postponed uh, for a while, and they finally met their day, well, three of them met their day in court yesterday. And from what I understand, it was an interesting scenario. Nick Cooper, Food Not Bombs. First of all, before we get started, tell us a little bit about what who Food Not Bomb is and what's been going on. Yeah, well, Food Not Bombs is simple. We get food out four nights a week in front of the library. It's vegetarian food. It's vegan food. We're 100% volunteer. We don't have anyone pay. We don't even reimburse our uh, volunteers for their gas money or anything. Um, and uh, we're an anti-war group. We're a non-hierarchical group. So we're different than all these other groups that are doing homeless services in a lot of ways. And um, successive mayors have tried to go after us with different techniques. And the latest has been hitting us with these tickets for violating the food sharing ordinance. They say, oh, you don't have written permission from the city, so we're going to ticket you. 87 times now our volunteers have been ticketed since March. So... We just got these constant court dates. We're just like going in. We sit there. Then the prosecutor basically says, well, we're not ready to go to trial. Then they reset us and then come back in a month or two months. And you sit there and you just go through this thing. 87 tickets. So a lot of us have multiple tickets. So we're just sitting there and trying to deal with it. So I think we hit kind of a breaking point of sorts yesterday. I had another one of these trials. I go in. The prosecutor similarly says, oh, we're not really ready. because." My um, lawyer had filed a motion. They never responded to the motion, so they're not ready. At this point, the judge is like, okay, y'all weren't ready last time. What happened? And the guy is shuffling around looking all like meek, like some student who, you know, <laughs> forgot their homework or something. And uh, he's like, well, I'll, I'll go downstairs and, and look and see if anybody has responded. And she's like, well, there's not a response on file. And he's like, well, maybe they're working on it. Like, what the hell? He doesn't even know if they're working on it or not. And it's been months, you know, they've had since October just to respond to a motion. So at this point, the judge got really annoyed with him and then basically dismissed our cases. Just just like you're going to have to refile against uh, on these two tickets if you want to pursue them, which they can do with prejudice. Right. She, I don't know. Maybe she needed to dismiss it more hardcore. But, yeah, this is the kind of dismissal that can come back. They can just refile. These two tickets, even even though they have 85 other opportunities to go after us, they'll, they'll probably refile these because in the past, when things have been dismissed, um, they just refiled. So we'll see. Now, how much how much can each of these tickets cost uh, the individual? Well, that's a bit of a gray area because it looks like, um, you know, you can settle when they when you first get a ticket, they give you the opportunity to settle for 260 uh, 260 bucks. But then if they get you to court, they pursue up, uh, up to 500 bucks per ticket. And then technically, it seems to me, uh, you know, not a lawyer, but is reading the ordinance, it seems to me like they could go after as much as $2,000 per ticket, uh, which would put us at like $170,000 yeah. worth of tickets. But I, I, I think that that's less likely that they're going to try to get 2000 a ticket because it's never happened so far. Well, you know, your organization, Food's Not Bomb, this is a story that has made it all over the world, that you have a big city like Houston, and it turns out that uh, you guys are doing a good thing. You're feeding people in front of a closed library. I repeat, 
when you guys are giving out food, the library on public property is closed and it's done orderly. You have the people come out to eat and you guys clean up after yourselves, correct? Yeah, I mean, the thing is that like, the city is almost looking for uh, reasons to justify going after us because they've changed the reason, right? I mean, you might think like, oh, there's this issue, which is the trash or, um, you know, having um, people sleeping in the area, whatever. You could, you could you have any logical issue in mind, but at some point you just have to be like, man, the city has just made up stuff, come up with so many different reasons that it's impossible to say, what might be the actual motivation. Cause assuming that it's like a good faith thing, like, Oh, well the trash issue or something like that is giving politicians and corrupt officials, um, and corrupt, uh, NGOs too much credit. You know, I mean, uh, it's basically like you, we've gotten now through discovery, mayor Turner's emails, um, with the library, we know what they're talking about behind the scenes. And, and there's, there's emails that show that the library is like, you know, we got a lot of homeless people coming here because of the heat. Right. And then Mayor Turner's always trying to say, oh, homeless people are going to the library because Food Not Bombs is there. Nonsense. We're at the library because homeless people are already there because it's the only air-conditioned building they can go into during the summer that has bathrooms and they can hang out there. Um, aside from checking into a shelter, which many either can't do or don't want to do or whatever. Mm -hmm. So um, the the idea that like, you know, we're the ones who are bringing the homeless people to the library. That's that was just some idea in in Turner's head. So, um, you know, well, the library let, is saying, let's back up a second there, because I you I think you're a bit too kind. I think all these mayors and politicians who are trying to get you guys out of a particular spot, it probably has little to do with uh, with that and more to do with real estate. And in fact, I think you know this well. It turns out that the person who donated that area, if I recall, I don't remember the name. I'm pretty sure you know the name, wanted that place to be a place of calm for people without. Isn't that correct? Yeah, yeah. There's this old story that uh, the news has always been interested in about how uh, Herman or whoever it was right. uh, like, said that, yeah, he wanted his drunk workers to be able to sleep it off in front of City Hall. And that's actually across the street from where we are by the reflecting pool or whatever. But Aside from all of that, yeah, real estate doesn't want homeless people around. Library doesn't want homeless people around. Mayor Turner, his way of showing like, oh, I'm doing something to get them out of the area was to start ticketing us. Um, well, that hasn't worked so far. Um, and at this point, like I mentioned that our tickets were dismissed because the prosecutors weren't prepared. But that's just the beginning of what is going on with the city. So then another set of lawsuits the prosecutors aren't prepared because they haven't responded to discovery requests. And then another lawsuit that went to uh, trial yesterday was reset because out of the pool of jurors, like, I don't know, 16 to 20 jurors that they had in the room, they couldn't even find three who said that they were willing to enforce the law, right? They're like, this law is a bad law. And it was a, it was a fascinating process because, you know, we got to watch them being questioned and they're just random people, of course. They're not like hippies or activists or something like that. They're just whoever. So there's some people who have experience giving out food with churches, some jurors who uh, had worked for the city, some jurors who had experience in food prep, all kinds of, you know, just a complete variety of people. 
And by the time they got through questioning them, everybody was like, no, there's no circumstance under which I would write somebody, you know, I would find somebody $500 for sharing food with the homeless. So they're like, all right, you know, jury dismissed, failed jury. Let's make sure and get this right, Nick. You went to court or, or one of one of the one of the several defendants that went to court from food, not bombs when they were picking the jury, they could not pit, find a juror who was willing to say they will in, in, impose a law that denies your organization the ability to feed people. So the jury, in effect, was saying, I'm sorry, we're not going to let a corrupt government remove our humanity. Take it from there. Yeah, I mean, as jurors, you have to be able to say that you would consider the full range of penalties. So if you're on a death penalty case, you have to say, yeah, I would be willing to consider the possibility of a death penalty. And in this case, the maximum penalty is $500 fine. And they couldn't find three jurors. I think they needed three jurors who said um, they would do that. And um, so, you know, it's kind of an interesting thing about our, our legal system. So if you happen to have a jury pool that is so sympathetic to a defendant that they would find them not guilty, they immediately get disqualified, right? They're just like, okay, well, since you you aren't open to the harshest penalty, we're going to just re, you know start over with a new jury pool. So, you know, if you already look so, you know, not guilty, just not even he- hearing the details of the case, but just in principle, mm-hmm. then they can't even see the jury. So that's what they did. Now, in, in my case. My ticket was dismissed. They could ju- the city could just refile. In this other volunteer's case, her her uh, jury failed, so her case is reset, and she has to go to trial and try it with the new jury. So it just means that this going back to court and sitting there all morning process um, keeps going on. Now, are there laws against that? In other words, if the if the state can't get its act together, or the city can't get its act together, that they just have to call it. In other words, you're you you know you can't be asked to take off of work and do all these things when they can't find a way to hold you accountable, right? Right. So, uh, you know, there is, of course, you know, just a basic constitutional principle of a speedy trial. And this is, uh, you know, more of a, uh, that is an issue that can be invoked. And, and in general, I think, I mean, this is just me imagining that if judges are already getting to the point where they're like, this ticket is dismissed because y'all aren't ready, refile. If they were to refile and still not be ready, at that point, the judge might dismiss it, you know, with prejudice or even right. more hardcore thing where it can't come back. So, yeah, I think it's it's starting to wear on the nerves of these judges that these prosecutors are so incompetent. I can give you. Yeah. I mean, it's just uh, amazing to see these prosecutors because, you know, prosecutors in general are not really the cream of the crop when it comes to mm-hmm. lawyers or whatever. But in this case, these are people who are used to going after really poor people for traffic violations. This is misdemeanor. There's, this is a very low level crime or whatever. Mm-hmm. So this is not exactly the, you know, the best of the best when it comes to prosecutors. So they're a little baffled and how to even respond to a motion because, you know, you start citing a bunch of case law and they're just like, man, this is not really part of our job description. We're just used to, you know, complicating the lives of poor people who have traffic violations. Now, this is under the city, not the county, correct? Yeah, this is municipal, yeah. This is municipal government. Well, look, uh, I, I know you guys have 87 tickets and uh, uh, you, you've been doing very well collecting, uh, getting getting donations in. Uh, where If people want to make sure that you guys are funded to take care of this, uh, of whatever tickets, how do they do that? Yeah, so Houston Food Not Bombs is uh, 
We're on the Houston Peace and Justice Center website. So Houston Peace and Justice Center is hpjc.org slash FNB. So, okay. yeah. And then you can just go to our website, um, houstonfoodnotbombs.org. That'll have links as well. And, man, I, I just have to mention before we get off, like, I was not there myself, but the volunteers from our organization who were on the ground during the freeze, they save lives because the city does not have their stuff together. They had all kinds of missing roles in, in the system of trying to get homeless people into warming centers and get them meals. And if it wasn't for Food Not Bombs volunteers, I feel like some people would not be alive right Tell now. Tell me a little bit about that. What did you guys do? Because we had a terrible freeze two days ago. How, what, what, what did you all do? So, I mean, our main thing is we're going to just go to our spot four days a week, you know, rain or shine or whatever. So one of those days happens to be the first day of the freeze. And uh, so we didn't know what would happen. We didn't know if anybody would show up. We'd, we were like, maybe everybody will already be in the warming centers. Sure enough, there were people who were not in the warming shelters uh, who had shown up to get food or people who had actually gone to a shelter and there wasn't any food for them. So they had to come out into the cold to get food in the streets. There was a woman in a wheelchair. There was like all kinds of stuff going on, running people around to different warming centers. And then when we tried to give the warming center food, we're like, here, take this food. Also, they, were, they had these weird rules about it where the people in the warming shelters had to come back into the cold and stand out there, or they wouldn't even let us drop off food unless we had individual plates for all of the people or whatever. So they just made it super complicated. And, uh, you know, I, I mean, just... I, I wasn't doing anything. I was just at home during this, but just watching the text thread of the volunteers who were running around doing stuff, I was like, this is like an action adventure movie at this point, um, because the city does not have, you know, all of these roles fulfilled. Well, I mean, I, I, I think that is commendable. And that is the reason we have a lot of organizations like yours doing good work. And we, you could teach those some of those politicians a thing or two. The politicians not owned by the corporations because it's not that they can't do it, Nick, it's that they don't want to do it because if they start to do it, they believe that it somehow will allow this to continue. I mean, it's almost like they just want to have these people disappear, which is not not a possibility. Anyway, uh, give me a, a closer before we get out of here. All right, y'all. We are in the streets four nights a week. Come on out. We're right in front of the library, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, Sunday. Come at seven. The line starts moving at 730. See what Food Not Bombs does. And also, like, you know, we will, you know, not be silenced in terms of sharing food, but we will also not be silenced in terms of our opposition to war, this insane amount of money going into a genocide right now uh, when we're not even able to feed and insure our own people. So that's what Food Not Bombs is all about. And uh, we definitely need help from anyone in the community. Um, and yeah, that's about it. Thank you. And Nick, you're a, you're actually a great musician. Why don't you tell folks how they can listen to some of your stuff? Yeah, check out Free Radicals. Our new album is called Y'all Need a Reminder to Be Against Genocide. It's available on Bandcamp. Um, it'll be out on other platforms soon. We have nine other albums out. A lot of them, uh, we have hip-hop albums. We have breakdancing music albums. We have jazz albums, all kinds of stuff. We play all the time at Notsuo and at Avant Garden. We'll be at Notsuo tonight. Um, at 11, we'll be uh, at a, the, uh, the vigil for assassinated uh, Gazan poet and English teacher, Rifat Alarir, uh, tomorrow Saturday um, over in uh, Sugarland or Pearland. I always get those confused. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> um, uh, but, uh, but it's uh, on your web. You have a website that people can follow yes. you on? 
freerads.com and then facebook.com slash free rads and uh, Instagram is free radicals band. The information will always be up there. Thank you so kindly, Nick, for have given us the honor of having you on. Have a great Thank day. Thank you. You take care. We spend a lot of time deconstructing the news, trying to, trying to parse it into a form that everybody can understand. We try to find those little nitpicks where uh, it goes, it flies above the fray, etc. If you really like these videos that we do, I want to ask a big favor. Please go ahead, number one, subscribe to our channel, and number two, please join if you can. Thank you so kindly for watching. Keep watching. Please remember to share. We must populate the entire internet with our progressive message, a message that we know is what most Americans say that they want. So help us please join.